You're listening to a 9to5.cc podcast. Two, one, hit it. My darling, my wife, my my life partner. Is this is my favorite time of year. Do you know why? Why? Because this is about the only time of the year where you actually uh, contribute to my love and pastime of podcasting in Montreal. Because uh, you are the senior fringe correspondent of Nine to Five CC. It's true, I am. Yep. It's uh, we your 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 uh, opinion on all things theatrical in the city. Uh, <laughs> Is so important for these two weeks <laughs> of the year, uh, which is the St. Ambroise Montreal Fringe Festival. Uh, this year, we have to apologize. If you listen to all of our other podcasts, follow our, our social media, uh, read our blogs, or follow us on Facebook, you might know that Sarah and I have a puppy. Yep. Yep. So Sarah and I are a little less visible and unfortunately getting to a f- couple less shows than we normally would, but we're still making it work. We managed to interview a bunch of people on the Go Fringe Yourself series. We have six of those it's episodes true. that are already up. And this is our first episode of what we did at the Fringe. At the Fringe. And, and we managed to go see three shows between the two of us. Despite despite having a puppy that requires our 24-7 atten- yeah. uh, attention. Or and, having, destroy- and having to be MIA on the weekend. And having to be MIA on the weekend. For reasons full weekend. For the full weekend, for reasons that you'll know if you're on social media and we're totally legitimate and we're perfectly excusable. Um, <coughs> we did get to go see three shows. Uh, I w- I've seen two shows. Sarah's seen one show so far. What? Two shows. I'm jealous. Two shows. You're jealous. You could have seen more shows, but our puppy needed your attention. Uh, we went to go see the show of someone who we did Not have. Not we. You. No, we went. To- okay, fine. I. I, yeah, we felt separated, which is kind of less fun. Usually Sarah and I are like a duo. We go see shows, we bounce our ideas off. Instead, we're going to be telling each other about the show. So that's going to yeah, be fun this different year. different format. Um, we had, or I even had Ala France on the show. You weren't even on that one. No. Nope. It was a remote interview. Ala France was mostly talking about um, his show, I Think I'm Dead. However, he did mention that he's doing another show, which is the show that I saw with John Bennett. Called What's it called? Simply What's it called? Ala France, John Bennett. That's it. <laughs> uh, it's written by Ala France, John Bennett, and God. Oh. It's directed by God. Nice. That's that's legitimate. You can look that up in the... Uh, I believe it. They the are... The choreographer, wo- Fred Astaire. Oh. The designer, Andy Warhol. And they also nice. collaborated on this piece with Jesus. Yeah, that uh, makes sense. I guess the... Jesus might want a piece of daddy's work piece of daddy's work i yeah, guess so yeah because god. god 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 wrote it and yeah. directed it maybe, maybe he's like teaching him he's like here are the ways maybe here's um, john bennett and Alan friend so we've like we, we joked about this al and i when he was when he was on the go friend yourself episode <laughs> that john bennett seems uh hellbent on figuring out what the bare minimum of what a fringe show could be oh my god he's uh, yes i remember this from <laughs> last year um if you remember, either last year or a couple of years ago, he did <laughs> It's Rabbit Time or It's Rabbit Night, which was yeah, just like the loosest of fringe shows where it was like a show within a show that made But it was also up. the most fringe of fringe. Yeah. Um, he's kicked it up a notch this year with Ala France. Yeah. In the fact that the premise of the show 
is in the title, which is Alla Friends, John Bennett, that's it. They're on the sh- stage together. Okay. And they kind of run through a list of slides about what the show might be. Okay. And Do you know if it changes like every night? It does. It changes every single oh night. Oh my god. They have a whole list of slides of things that they might do. Okay. And people have little noisemakers and if they blow the noisemaker So similar to the to the Rabbit Night. But like even formula. less because like because in Rabbit Night he had poetry ready and he had videos ready. Yeah, that's true. This is even like looser. And if you blow the noise, uh, they'll either stop on the slide and do the slide until someone else blows the noise and they move on to the next thing. Okay. Or if you blow a noisemaker, you could just say what you want the show to be oh. about. Um, what, was, what was your show highlights about? Highlights of uh, the showing that I saw did include a video montage, however. A video montage that was included just because Al uh, spent hours doing it. And, <laughs> and because they said that they won't repeat it. John and Al seem to be split on whether or not this will be a part of their show or not. Um, the the video montage was called Seven Minutes of Seven. Yeah. And it was, Al took apparently about five or six hours and edited the movie Seven down to seven minutes, which contains no violence or spoilers. That's so weird. It is very I weird. I don't understand what kind of movie that is. It's then. just kind of Morgan Freeman and Brad Pitt talking to each other with like hmm. weird exchanges. That's what should be their next show. It should just be Seven and Seven. If, but then it's just a video editing show, and how is it fringe? Uh, we also got to see all the friends juggle. Uh, we heard some stories about um, John Bennett's mom. Uh, That's cool, because we usually hear about his dad or his brother. Yeah, all the friends told the single most embarrassing story. Are you fucking serious? Uh, that I think a hu- could... A hu- I think it's about the most embarrassing okay, thing. Okay, after this, I want full spoilers. Yeah, I, I mean, and, and I, I desperately hope that Sorry he doesn't y'all. share it. <laughs> I hope he doesn't share it with any other audience, kind of, because it was like, it was, I think it's probably the most embarrassing thing that a person could do by themselves. No. Yeah. Come on. Like, it's up. I can't wait. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so, guys, if you, you're listening to this, you go see this show, report back <laughs> if you don't hear it, and Keith will tell you. What Al Francis handles are. No, listen. You're not even letting me finish. Okay, I'm sorry. After you see it and Fringe is over, Keith will tell you what Al Francis' email is. I don't know. Something. (laughs) How to reach Al Francis to ask him that question. I don't think he'll share it. DM. Hey, man, it's his story. You can't tell it for me. Accept it to me. Yes. And I will. Sorry, Al, but I really want to know what it is. Yeah, it is. It, and it, I don't want to spoil your show. Yeah. In I'm case, in case you tell me and you see me at the fringe park, and then <laughs> and then everyone's like, "Oh fuck, the I don't need to go to show of anymore." Matrimony have no uh, secrets. It's true. The law <laughs> cannot come after us. <laughs> yeah. No. It but is like law. honestly, I'll I'll legitimately ask the audience not to share and 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 based on how like Okay, well, I might not be able to go see this, so you got to tell me. I will I will tell you. I'll tell you in confidence yeah, because yeah. you're my wife, but I'm just saying like I'm So my uh, like, like literally anyway. my jaw my jaw hit the floor and I was like that is what? Other than embarrassing shit and 7 and 7. Uh like I said, we told heard stories about uh, What about John? <laughs> Did he do anything? John um <laughs> at one point Due to the audience. Oh, no. He talked about his mom, right? Talked about yeah. his mom. Uh, at the audience suggestion, he switched places with the uh, with the tech. Oh, so that's fine. So, John ran tech for about the last 10 minutes of the show while the tech just stood on stage kind of being awkward. Did uh, it work out? Like, I mean, it was okay. John just played uh, Wrecking Ball by Miley Cyrus at inopportune moments because he now had the ability to do that from the tech booth. That's amazing. <laughs> while Al juggled. Ah. Yeah. <coughs> that uh, makes, that w- makes all the sense. Yeah. It, like, here's the thing. 
It's, this is so planned. Uh, no. <laughs> it, it's like it's not really. I know. John, they have ideas of what can happen. They do have ideas of what can happen. Uh, they There's a fun game that they have called Money for Money that might pop up in more than one show where each person, uh, both one of the members of the performance and one of the members of the audience, selects a sum of money and oh. puts it in their hand. They stand about 10 feet away and they step forward going money for money. Money for money, <laughs> money for money, yeah. and then they exchange amounts of money, and there's winners and there's losers. This one was pretty lucky. Al made fifty cents. Al gave six dollars and got back six fifty. Oh, okay. I was like, oh, that's so sad. You yeah. didn't make money. No, that's it. I mean, he gave away six dollars and got six dollars and fifty cents. That's and cool. Yeah, and uh, and Al Al is like, he's like, I don't want to set the bar too high, but he's like, I, he's like, I'm not gonna lowball anyone tremendously. He's like, I might lose money pretty frequently on this if someone like lowballs me with a nickel or something <laughs> yeah that's pretty fucked up don't like don't do that don't do that and if you're a big if you're a if you're a big spender like, like give them give those boys a raise yeah yeah do that <laughs> do that instead anyway good times uh who i'd recommend it to it's only half an hour uh, i talked with john uh, afterwards and we we decided that this format of the show could either do half an hour where you're like that was fun or the alternative would be 90 minutes where you basically like have every dead horse out on the audience and you're just beating the dead horse until people yep. leave. I was going to say that. Or you make it two hours long and then you want everyone to kill themselves. Yeah, exactly. And and Al was like both of the uh, – John was like – he's like – He's like, I respect both of those options. He's like, he's like, 45 minutes to an hour is like the sucker zone. He's like, that where you're just sort of like, okay, that was a little long, but it was okay. He's like, it either needs to be short enough where you're like. Short and sweet. Or, or, or long and terrible. Too long and you're like, I want this to stop. I want to go see the two hour version of this since you saw the half hour version of well, it. Well, they're only doing six showings. I know, so the I know, two hour I version know. would be literally like Every four out of six. It'd be as though they did everything as a marathon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah no it's great it's fun it's cool. uh, uh worth it oh and i mean i guess spoilers uh if you pay the full price at ten dollars here like to get the cheap ticket the five dollar ticket for this show you simply need to let them know at the box office that you love animals if you pay the full price of ten dollars they will mock you mercilessly for being a person who doesn't love animals because oh. that's all it takes to get half off on the show is to love animals, and if you don't love animals, yeah, pay ten dollars because you're a. But monster. then, how are they even like making any money? I mean, oh, uh, for money, for money. That's it. I was it. like, for money, for money. I was like, Al yeah. has another show. John does not. I think John just wanted an excuse to come to Montreal. <laughs> that's amazing. This is the only show that. <laughs> this John is the Bennett's only doing? show that John Bennett is doing. Guys, he's fucking like traveling half across the world. All the way across the world, basically. Yeah, all like, the way across the world. To do a 30-minute fringe show where it's five dollars, maybe ten dollars. So <laughs> depending maybe, on whether or not maybe you do like your animals. money for money, like actual like a lot of money. If I you want, know. man, they would be. I'm sure more than happy. Uh, so speaking of half-hour shows, half-hour shows, Sarah, you went to go see something that I did not. I yeah, and I went to go see another half-hour show. What? And I think if it was any longer, I wouldn't have enjoyed it. Oh. And it's called the doy, the doy, the doy, the doy, the dollhouse effect. Mm -hmm. um, it is sixteen plus, so heads up on that. Don't bring children. I will say that with the I John think bring all the children. I was gonna say with John Bennett and Alla France. I mean, probably not. No, no, never. <laughs> like um, but anyway, yeah. So it's multidisciplinary, mm -hmm. and it's mostly theater and smidge of dance. Okay. Um. Yeah. It, honestly, like, so 
It's a it's a group of baby faces. So but what do you mean? You, you texted this to me, and you were just sort of like baby faces. When I think baby faces, I think like wrestlers, and I think John Cena. No. Is it a group of John Cena? It's a bunch of young younger artists. Okay, so you mean actual actually young people? Yeah, they're fresh. Like, uh, or they like, what's your secret? They moisturize. Yeah. Right. If, if you moisturize really young, congratulations. <laughs> if you didn't. Do it now, mm-hmm. um, and stay stay fresh. Um, no, but it was it, it seemed like a group of younger younger artists. Okay, yeah. Um, so it, basically, it's storytelling okay. of a child witnessing a murder. Okay, which I didn't read. So I was like, really what did you just did the, did the random dice dice I roll did. on the fringe, man? That's that's part of the magic. I was like, I don't want to know anything about this. I kind of I was like the dollhouse effect. I'm like, I want to see it. Yeah, I'm into it. Yeah. Um. So I didn't know that, but I I did know that it was like um it was gonna be dark. That was the only thing. Like I read it really really quick because mm-hmm. I was like I have a very short period of time. Which one stands out to me the most? And it was this one. So okay. you guys won. Um, <laughs> you won the Sarah Lottery. Yeah. And it's the furthest one that I could have seen. So I traveled further than the show, the length amount of sh- that the show was. Okay. But it's fine. Yeah. But it was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it was pretty good. I mean, I found that, I found like there was a lot of times where it was like acting. Okay. Um, but otherwise, like th- I found a lot of their movement was like super great. Like I think like if they, if they were more confident in their delivery mm-hmm. of uh, the, the verbal acting, then it would have been fine. But okay. they're like, their facial acting was amazing. Um, like the, the, the daughter, the one who plays the daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, so what's, what's, this, very what's subtle. the story of this? You seeing like a daughter plays or witnesses so a murder. So it's like, well, I don't know how much is spoilers, but okay, anyway, well, I'll read you what it says just sure. so that, you guys have an idea. So a shattered story of a murder told through the eyes of a child. The dollhouse effect tells the story of a girl who is forced to recount the gruesome tale of her mother's murder. Told through creative movement, dance, and mask work, uh, the show forces you to ask, what are you willing to do to change your story? Ooh. So anyway, I was getting to, uh, I didn't want to like do any spoilers because I'm like really bad at that. But anyway. Yeah, it's also, it's also 30 minutes, guys. Yeah. Like it's like, it's like, Almost any plot point is going to be a spoiler. Yeah, exactly. Because it moves really fast, I'm sure. But anyway, I found it progressed really well. Like, okay. when it was the end, I was like, oh, shit. I'm actually, like, I'm happy I came and see this. Mm-hmm. But in the beginning, I was like, oh, God. This is really, like, <laughs> this is, like, it's a lot of acting, you know? Like, mm-hmm. And then they kind of got more confident. I think it was more of a confidence thing. Okay. But their delivery became more fluid near the end. And like I said, like the their body language and their facial uh, movement was like super great. And like the the, the woman who plays the daughter, mm-hmm. um, I found she was like on point. Like even when she wasn't really in the scene, she was still doing stuff like right. as like a reenacting. Like anyway, so. A lot of it is like obviously like I just read. Well, yeah, so um, I guess it's sort de- of like they're they're they're, they're like showing it like through the memories of the daughter. Yeah, kind so of she's thing. telling the so story. I'm sure everything's a little more abstract not, and like not really. It's like she's telling the story to detectives of okay. what happened, but she's a kid, so she's switching it over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. But it's really fucking cool how they do that because it's like they move in and out of the scene between like between her memory is mm-hmm. like her parents. And also, and then it's like the two detectives. Okay. Um, 
that are that like jump in and out. Okay. Which is kind of cool. Like and I do, thought, do honestly, I thought it was really cool. Do multiple? Uh, do the actors play multiple roles? No. Okay. They just like, she. They, you know, it's just like that's not what you. That's not the story. Tell right. us the story, and then it's like. <laughs> <laughs> and then it happens again or it's like bits and pieces of a story and then like this it becomes more whole mm-hmm. but i thought it was really cool um how it progressed because like in the beginning i was like oh okay this is it's okay i don't know who i'm gonna recommend this to and i don't really know who i would if i would recommend anyone to go see it if it was just the beginning okay but b- the way that it progressed and i like again i thought they got really stronger in their confidence so it, it, it comes together really strong oh or? yeah the yeah. story's great like the way that they Is there did like a it, twist kind of thing and you're like oh I can't. no it's just okay. that they did a really good job of telling a story with multiple layers okay and this the the story is tight like the writing is tight and I think the only the beginning, the, like I said, the only thing that was really bothering me was like the the acting, acting, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like very like amateur theater, which is fine. Which it's is the fringe. This I is, mean, like this fringe. is like it's a fringe exactly. is a, a, a jumping. No, off I know, point but I mean, like like really amateur, like church kind of. I'm going to church because this is this is what I grew up. Because you're guys. Catholic. I'm Catholic. Yeah. It felt like it felt like that in the beginning. Raw. And it was like I would say it was a good like eight to ten minutes of that, and then it was. Then it tightens up. And then they they tighten up. They all get more confident. Like literally, like their delivery changes completely, and it was actually really nice to see. Cool. Um, yeah, I enjoyed it. I mean, honestly, I would say go see it to support younger artists that are that are doing something that they enjoy. I thought it was really cool. Um, I mean. Mm, if you have like abuser, maybe you just don't go see it because you like P- there's PTSD. There's some tr- trigger warnings, I trigger, guess. Yeah, if you're into like if you like if, if you have any trigger warnings, I mean, don't really see this one. But it was, I found it was a really good story. I really liked the way that they wrote it. I was like, oh shit! Near the end, I was like, no, it's ending. Like mm. I was, I was like five more minutes, and it would have been like, oh fuck. <laughs> because, because again the progression was so good cool yeah so i mean starts so starts a little shaky but then pulls through but it's not like shaky i was just like being like not being that a bit engaging. of an asshole yeah you're being a bit of an if i'm being honest i was being an asshole in the audience you know like i sat yeah. there with my arms folded i wasn't opening my heart to the performance but then they won you over yeah and sarah is a tough nut to crack yeah. So who would you recommend I'll it to? Also, there's not a lot of dancing. Like, I thought there was going to be more dancing when I read that it was theater and dance. Well, that's also why I picked it because I was like, oh, let me go see some more mm-hmm. dance. Um, there wasn't that much dance, but I thought that they used it in a in a proper way. I okay. don't think if, if they added more dance, it would have been not the same story. Yeah. Who but would you recommend this uh, I would recommend this, this to? to, again, people without uh, trigger warning right. issues. And uh, someone who wants to see some fresh faces. Cool. I, uh, I honestly I liked it. I thought yeah, it was no, good. I mean that's I, okay. How about this? If you're like you don't know what to go see and you only have like a small amount of time, this mm-hmm. is a good show to go see. It's a good. Uh, it's, it's a tight thirty. It's a tight. 30 Actually, minutes. it's a tight twenty. It's a tight twenty, tight 20. with, a, with a, the rocky couple minutes at the beginning. But yeah, but I mean, but that's true. When you're working out your fringe schedule, there's often times where you're just sort of like, oh, I'm I have like, like, oh, cool, I haven't. I have two and a half hours before the show I want to really see. Throw in the dollhouse effect. Yeah, it was nice. I liked it. Honestly, it was pretty cool. Like, they had minimal... They scared me at one point. I went, I, I jumped. I went, oh! Oh, jump scare in theater. That's rare. Yeah. 
the other show that I checked out was the latest from, uh, I guess, like perennial fringe favorite Sex T-Rex, their latest show, which is actually a world premiere, uh, Crime After Crime, brackets yeah. after crime. Um, we've seen Sex T-Rex. We've talked about them on the show before. The last time we saw them uh, was Wasteland. Yes. Which was their... Um, Wasteland was really fun. Which is, I mean, I will always have a special place in my heart because it was the most, like... Mad Max, and I guess X T Rex is p- famous for um, stop. Yeah, all of that appears on the micro on the microphone, so it stops just snapping your fingers. Sh- yeah, that's fine. The I dog is chewing on a thing. <laughs> she's allowed to chew on. Okay, you need to edit that. Nope. <laughs> I told everybody at the beginning that we have dogs. She's legit just eating her freaking thing on. What are, what are those called? Extension cords? Yeah. But like a bar. That's fine. Anyway, that's our dog, everybody. You heard us snapping at them. And she's bringing it right back. Okay. So Sex T-Rex, um, I guess they're famous for their... Um, not not like... Most of them, I guess you can kind of tell that they are like seasoned improvisers. But what they end up doing and what they get, I guess, famous for is their like intricate use of themselves as props yeah they use themselves <laughs> as props they use themselves as props they do like shadow play was someone a dog last year yes yeah, someone was yeah. a dog uh caitlin was a dog in yeah. wasteland okay um when they were like they they did anyway. they, they also do like kind of like uh very like stripped down like action sequences yeah which kind of makes sense like in wasteland as an example they had the the climbing of the tower while they're climbing and chasing each other yeah up, up the tower and stuff. like a thing right um this story is kind of interesting because it spans essentially four different time periods. It starts off as a like film. How no- do you have four different time periods in one hour? Right. It starts off as like kind of a film noir in the fifties, okay. which introduces a character, and then it becomes kind of like a disco heist in the seventies, and then it becomes a. So it's progression. It's like oh, you blinked. Now it's a different decade. Sort of, but they're all, but the stories are all tied in together. Like it's like the daughter from the fifties. Ca- Becomes the heist uh, mastermind in the 70s, who then becomes... Seems legit. She'd be like, what, 28? Yeah, exactly. There's always like 20-year yeah. jumps. Then it becomes like a buddy cop, uh, like a 90s buddy cop show in the 90s. And then, I mean, uh, this is like a minor spoiler because it's like it, it doesn't say it in the, the write-up. But it also kind of becomes like a future space uh, showdown in the 2000s, in the early 2000s. <laughs> Because obviously, obviously if you year two thousand, basically like yeah. But I mean, but if you imagine that they wrote, if if you someone wrote something in the fifties, the two thousands would be a space yeah. drama. Yeah. So it's like obviously they're like it's the year two thousand, and they're like on a moon base and stuff. Um, if they were filming, they could have just uh, did it at the uh, Olympic Stadium. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Um, the reason you go, I think, to see a sex T Rex production is a to see some of their innovative. Uh, innovative orchestrated scenes and and to have a good laugh the the writing's really really tight there's a lot of like there's a lot of like moments of them like being clever it's not um it's obviously not like the funniest most well-written comedy in the world but but it's also improv right? well no it's not improv it's oh, it is this scripted. One's fully scripted yeah, it, okay it, there are, i mean uh, if there's moments of improv i don't know but i mean i believe this is fully scripted but yeah it's not like the tightest writing in the entire world uh, in terms of like writing, but what it is is like the their action sequences are next level in terms of what you can do with like your physicality. Like the cool. one thing that like stands out a lot is in the in the 50s sequence they have a like a choreographed like 
car chase scene with two people in cars and two people in motorcycles that is also a swing dancing number. What? So it's like they're That's like so cool. Yeah, they're like swing dancing and switching partners, but then like switching back on their motorcycles and like spinning and twirling off and on. So it's like if you were to have a fight, but you're all a bunch of swing dancers. Basically, but you're also reenacting a car chase and there's no props. Right, like if you if you're like who is the steering wheel? There are no steering wheels. Everybody's just doing driving and <laughs> I, dancing. I, I, keep, I know. I know, but I mean they've had steering wheels in the past. Uh, they also have like a space fighter scene using coat hangers as the space fighters, and then zooming in and out of the cockpits. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, like that. That's kind of why you go see a sex T Rex show is to see that stuff. Like, yeah. Like it, it is funny. It's well written, and it's like it's well performed, and it's well acted. Yeah. But those and they're like their season. Like everybody kind of wants to go see that. Yeah, I mean, so as you as had a, even you, you had to like get a ticket real. I, early. I had to get a real early, and this show did sell out. And I mean, I guess like fair warning to anyone who wants to go see the show. Like this was a, a show at seven o'clock on a Monday, and it like nice. completely sold out. They had like turned away. They had to turn away people. Admittedly, this was the volunteer show, so oh, okay, cool. like it's obviously kind of going to pull a, a bigger audience. Yeah, but. But even still, I'm mean, like it d- would not surprise me if all of these shows kind of became uh, a hot ticket. Cool. They, I, mine too is actually pretty full. Like there was only a couple of empty seats. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Uh, I would recommend obviously anybody who likes uh, sketch comedy, anyone who likes to see, like I said, really kind of like pushing the limit of what you can do with no props or very very limited props. Yeah, like I'm really curious about it's, that it's also scene really where, yeah. like you said, the it's car chase dancing. Yeah, it's also really interesting because it's just the four of them, but much like I think most of their produ- productions, uh, they all play like multiple characters and like oh, okay, yeah, they yeah. they kind of like swap in and out in very like creative ways like at uh, one point a character has a twin sister there's only one uh <laughs> woman in the uh production so it just has all of the characters essentially acknowledging that a tall burly bearded guy is like the spitting image of the female character oh they're like, God, they're like so she's good. identical but then every now and then they'll swap in and out like of wh- who's playing whom because yeah. they are twins you know so you're just sort of like there's like a funny like meta like haha it's ridiculous but then occasionally the burly man will be one character and the woman will be another. And you know who it is. But you don't know who it is because they'll even swap within the two of them. No, but you know when they're talking. Ish. But I mean, but part of it is like kind of a whodunit, like switch okay. personality. Also twins. You don't know. Yeah, exactly. Then there's characters who are colorblind. It's 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 hilarious. Cool. Uh, I like, super, super highly, 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 highly recommended. Nice. Uh, except if you like sketch comedy and if you like kind of uh, watching what is like intr- interesting in uh what you could do with like physical uh performances cool uh, our dog is whimpering so i'm just going to quickly run through uh, the show times for the shows that we talked about yeah. uh if you wanted to see all of france john bennett that's it there's a number of chances to do so the this show that i saw was actually their opener they're going to be playing next show tuesday at nine and then they have shows wednesday friday saturday and sunday uh this week Latecomers can come whenever they want to because basically it's just Al and John sitting on a stage kind of just doing stuff. Cool. So the Dollhouse Effect is uh, June 14 at 22.15 hours. That's 10.15. Yep. And then (laughs) uh, the 15th at uh, Mm 2.15. And then the last show is June 16 at 8.45. Cool. Um, So those are actually pretty solid times. Mm -hmm. Uh, Crime After Crime has three more shows. 
uh, this Thursday at 11.15, uh, Friday at 10 o'clock, and then Sunday there's a matinee at uh, 3.30. I will say that... Um, Take your father for Father's Day. Yeah, I was going to say, it does say 12 plus, uh, and it's, there's, there's a little bit of cussing. Oh, like yeah. They're, they're, they're pretty fast and loose with the language. Oh, now I understand why it's 16 plus for it's me. Because they're swearing? There's a, not like really, but it's violent. It says violence and partial nudity in uh, a doll house. There's no partial nudity. That's what it says. I don't know. Maybe there's someone in a state of undress. Oh, there's a dude with a broken leg who's mm-hmm. like one of the main, sorry, <laughs> going backwards. Right. But yeah, I think it would have been a little bit different if you didn't have a break, broken leg or it's a prop. I couldn't tell. You're like, I have no idea if this guy's leg I is had broken. no idea. Maybe get back to us. Is that leg actually broken? Let us know. Um, <laughs> we have a couple ideas of what we're going to be seeing. You're going to see... I don't remember. It's at 6 o'clock. Uh, flute loop? Yeah, flute loop. Um, I'm going to... I'm choosing it because it's named after my favorite cereal. <laughs> That's <I'll> not true. <laughs> we, we, you, you turned down buying a box of Costco, a Costco-sized box of Fruit Loops. Yeah, because it's too much to eat. <laughs> it's too much. Um, I'm going to... I'm not exactly sure what I'm going to check out. I do want to check out Greasy... Uh, which I believe is the Greasy a Lesbian Love Story. Yeah. I also want to check out uh, James McGee's Scum FM, yeah. his radio talk show. I'm not sure what... Uh, we're going to see. We're going to see you back here in a 24-hour period. Yeah. Uh, Wednesday morning, we'll be up with the next episode. This is going live Tuesday morning. Cool. Enjoy the Fringe, everybody. Have a good one. Bye. Hey there. We really hope you've been enjoying our Fringe podcasts. Uh, go Fringe Yourself. Um, just a reminder at 9to5.cc we do love all of your fan support Uh, so if you are enjoying what we're doing uh, tell your friends about it maybe share it on social media Uh, maybe check out our other podcasts we have 90s which is a geek podcast we have go plug yourself where we talk to Montrealers every two weeks we also write a comic and if you're feeling like super generous and you're told all of your friends about us and that's still not enough uh, you can actually support us maybe financially if you go to patreon.com slash 9to5cc we have some awesome uh, rewards there if you want to chip in maybe a couple bucks to us each month uh thank you very much uh we love doing this and we hope you enjoy what we're doing uh, keep enjoying the fringe everybody 905.cc podcast blogs and comics made in montreal since 2011